like opening then that's just starting. I, I'm already hating it. I hit record. Whoa. I hit okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> two, I'm sorry. One. Two. <laughs> two. Yeah. It's like the last episode yep. with uh, the girls who really did go on three, even though they clearly did go on three. Yeah. They fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> they they wanted you to know they went on three so badly that they tweeted it out. We went on three. This is a callback to murder. <laughs> Just because, I mean, could you imagine being so angry about that? I could see myself doing that. I could see if me and you killed somebody and, and something like that happened, I would be like, just so everybody knows, we went on three. And they're like, what are you talking about? Nothing. Then, and yeah. they'd be like, actually, we went on go. <laughs> no, goddammit. We went on three. When Maria came home, she'd be, she'd be like, me and Lori killed somebody. And I'd be like, did you go on three? <laughs> and she'd say, no. <laughs> no. We were supposed to, but then we both hesitated and procrastinated to the last minute. And then I would say, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. My aunt would call the cops on me so quick. I would be oh like, I, I would be at home and she'd be like, the thing, the problem is, is she'd be start being really nice to me. She'd be like, let me make you some lunch. And then she'd be in the kitchen like, 911, there's a murderer in my house. Uh, <laughs> we've been over this. We've been over this. I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't call the cops. I know. Yeah. You would you would be planning escape routes. Yeah. Yeah. I got two kind of already configured. Oh, nice. You do? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, do, they, yeah. do they include Lori? No. <laughs> sorry, Are you Lori. kidding me? <laughs> no. I, I know that, trust me, Maria, I know that as soon as, if you need to go into hiding, I'm the last person that you would want to, I'm uh. not. I mean, I don't know why, but I'm loud just being silent. Like, I, there's, something, <laughs> there's something about me that's constantly scre- screaming, look at me! <laughs> so, <laughs> the, thought, the thought of you trying to be quiet in my head evoked one sentence, and it was like, they're over there! <laughs> yeah, it's just you trying to be inconspicuous. Thing is, no matter yeah. where we would go, it would have, you would have, like, the, your first world issues where you yeah. would be you would be like we have to hit a cvs i need yes. dr shoals <laughs> yeah i need my tampons um, Tam- tampons is understandable like women all over the world need them but you- <laughs> I, need, I need melatonin yeah like can you just fall asleep no <laughs> and then invariably what normally happens is then somebody would say something and i'd be like what Exactly. <laughs> People be like, who's this woman that sh- I should look into her? She looks suspicious. Yeah. You would wear a shirt that said, We went on three. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> people uh, be like, What are you I talking about? I would probably keep the shirt that we killed the person in because it had a cool pattern on it. And be yeah. like, Oh, it's got a cool pattern. You, can- you can't get this pet blood pattern for real unless you do it for real. <laughs> I would like to suggest. That maybe you guys design a T-shirt that says "We went on three for the, for the bloody podcast. I mean, why not? I would wear that shirt, and people would buy it. So I, 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 I would even nice merchandise. I would even I would even go so far as to say it's a couple's shirt 
where one <laughs> one one cut one person's wearing the we went on three and the other person's wearing we went on go. <laughs> that <is fucking> awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay guys, well hey. There we go. T-shirts. There we go. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna profit so. off those two dingbats. Yeah, we just we just need to find couples who are willing to maybe incriminate themselves in the murder <laughs> plot. And uh, so hit us up if you're interested. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's stop reminiscing about last episode. Let's jump into this one, even though the last one was ridiculous because those two, those two dummies. But today we're talking about Daria Saltakova. Daria okay. Saltakova was an 18th century Russian countess murdered, uh, who murdered approximately... Oh, you know what? We didn't do any kind of intro. Does it matter? I don't think it matters. I mean, hey guys, we, could do a, we could do a quick one. Let's do it real quick. Hi, guys. Welcome to Bloody Podcast. I'm your host, Maria Felix. And there's Lori Roggenkamp. And there's Cash Abdumalik. All right, back to it. Yeah. <laughs> Daria Saltakova. <laughs> I just imagine somebody going, wait, this isn't bitch What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to them talk about murder. I totally thought, <laughs> I totally thought this was, yo, is this racist? What? <laughs> I just turned on Apple Podcasts and pressed play. I didn't know what was happening. I'm glad they told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I know. All right. Let's get into it. I apologize to anybody with that voice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) All right. She murdered approximately 138 of her servants for nine years from circa 1755 until her arrest in 1764. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Right off the bat, let's just be clear that she is often compared with Elizabeth Bathory and Madame Duffy LaLaurie. But mm-hmm. we actually know more about those two than we do about the Russian blood countess Saltikova. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we know, well, with uh, Bathory, right, she, she was she bathed in the blood. She bathed in the so, blood of the virgin girls, or on the girls, yeah, the young girls. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Yes. And then with... Um, LaLaurie, she was the, um, she lived in New Orleans, and she yeah. did the... She would she would torture her servants. She kept them up in the attic, like she was portrayed in American Horror Story. Oh, as yeah. she was Kathy Bates. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm gonna take the take the servants. I'm not even gonna do it. <laughs> Which <laughs> even from you, even from you, Cash, I was like, ooh, should we be doing this? Ooh, She's gonna take them up to the servants' quarters. she's gonna cut off them hands oh my goodness i gotta be honest one thing that i was frustrated about was that like that she got somebody as great as kathy bates you know like i feel like she should have gotten like mama june as an actress as the actor to portray her like don't give her some great actress give her like a give her like a shitty bc c-list celebrity to play her I don't know. I I see what you're saying, but at the same time, you need a great actress who you know will make you hate the character as opposed yeah. to hating the acting of the character. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference between a good actor and a lot of the people that we have been seeing. On other things? Well, to be fair, we've been watching crap, like crap on purpose. Law and Order is not crap. 
Oh, well, they have some crap actors. Like, I don't know, Lori, have you noticed how some of the act it's like a 50-50 split with like the all the new like all the uh actors in a law and order show besides the detectives, they're either really great or really, 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 really bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like comically bad. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's so strange. And the whole time I'm watching, we're, we're both watching it, we're just like, what is the casting process like? Are they just like, oh, you go over into this room and well, then we'll you know who, you when you're ready. <laughs> who I feel like was the worst is um, Kathy Griffin. Have you ever seen Kathy Griffin when she guest starred on Law yeah. and Order you? I thought she, she, was, she was basically like, well, Kathy's not an actor. I mean, she was in Suddenly Susan for a couple of years. She should know how to act. She should know how to. She should. But she was also herself. She was like herself in Suddenly Susan, pretty much, wasn't she? Pretty much herself in this one, too. Yeah. She shows up, she's like, hey, Stabler. Oh, what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) One of the funniest things that I think she did like a a stand-up special or maybe she just talked about it or something, but she was basically saying that she was so nervous about doing a good job that for some reason she couldn't figure out what to do with her arms. She was like, I don't know what to do with my arm. Like she was so nervous. I guess she said like the director was really harsh with her and she just like lost the ability to, to figure out what to do with her arms. So if you watch it, you could totally tell she's (laughs) like, I don't know what to do with my arms. Like, I don't know where I'm walking. (laughs) She constantly is like robotting. Oh, so funny. That happens to me all the time. Daria Saltakova was born on November 3rd, 1730, as Daria Ivanova, and was already born part of an aristocratic family who had ties to rich and famous Russian estates like the Davidovs, the Musin Pushkins. (laughs) Don't laugh. Ooh, the Musin Pushkins. (laughs) And the Tolstoys. Although Leo Tolstoy was born a couple of generations later, so they didn't know each other. What's fine? Uh, Yeah. Her parents, Nikolai Ivanov and Anna Ivanovna, having having a life of opulence, showered Daria with all the riches, Western imports of dresses, pastries and luxuries a rich Russian family could afford because there wasn't that many rich Russian families. Opulence. 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 Who could have everything? Daria was said to be an extremely pious woman when she was, uh, I guess, not really a woman because she got married at 20. So before that, uh, an extremely pious kid. Yeah, a teenager. Yeah. Who enjoyed visiting shrines and churches. She married to Gleb Saltikov when she was 20. Hey, okay, name is Gleb. Gleb? G-E-L-B? G-L-E-B. Gleb. It sounds like a noise you make when you like are trying to hawk a loogie. Yeah. yeah. It or sounds like, like we, clap. Clap. <laughs> it's Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like it sounds like when you're like getting nauseous and you're about to vomit. Uh, it does. Good. Wow. Ugh. I really thought it was like drinking a soda fast. Blip, 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 blip. Ugh. All of this all of these noises are gross. That's right. Russia just just goes based off sound. I'm going to name our son after the first soda I had when I met my wife. <laughs> Gleb Kola. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gleb, 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 Gleb. 
So Gleb was a captain of the Imperial Guard who also had a number of ties to other rich families and already owned a lot of land and money and thus wielded a lot of power in the Russian royal court. Gleb's brother was rumored to be Catherine the Great's lover and his nephew a tutor to her children. That oh. one was not a rumor. The, the, tutor, the tutor was true. Oh, okay. <laughs> People weren't going around and be like, I heard he's teaching them English. Scandal. Daria gave birth to two sons, Theodore and Nicholas, who, was, uh, who she was said to barely see, sending them off to boarding school for their entire education. Which, I mean, that's part for the course. Yeah, you know? that seems like normal. Yeah, that's true. I was, I was saying she's kind of doing them a favor because, I mean, she seems pretty horrible. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Nice job, Mom. <laughs> she was a, you could say everything you want about her, but she was a good mother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess. Oh, wait, I what? think she had all my kids. <laughs> well, we don't know because, like, she never dealt with her kids. And, you know. Oh, yeah. I would assume, considering that it was like imperialistic Russia, that even though she ends up being convicted, her her brother or her sons probably ended up keeping the estate, right? Yeah, because they didn't do anything. They weren't. They literally weren't even there. Yeah. So I guess we won't give her that credit, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> so Gleb died in 1755 of unknown causes, leaving Daria, a 26-year-old widow, with all his power and money, and at least 600 serfs at her command. A serf, as in serfdom, was a cross between an indentured servant and a slave. In feudal Russia, serfs could be bought, sold, or traded with some limitations. They generally could be sold only together with land, which was not actually put into, it was not enforced. So normally oh. what would happen, to, to simplify that a, a little bit more, is um, say a lord comes along and he's like, I now own all like 50 tracts of this land, but people already live on that land. Back then it was like, yeah, that's fine. You can have that land uh, and you can have the people on that land. And they'll just work for you, but you protect them. Hmm. That was supposed to be what it was. So they become your slaves. They become your slaves for no good reason. That's crazy. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, was there a good reason for other slaves, though? <laughs> well, you know, there's like consensual S&M slaves, I guess. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> But, um, and obviously, because this was such a, a bullshit thing, a lot of the time, what was supposed to happen was if, if this guy was like, all right, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell this person. That means I also sell that little plot of land that they live on. Obviously, that would never happen. And people were being bought and sold and traded willy nilly, yeah. you know, and forced yeah. from their homes. On top of that. They could be abused because they really didn't have any rights over their own bodies. They could not leave the land they were bound to of their own free will and could marry only with their Lord's permission. What? Yeah. Wow. Dude, fuck life back. Yes. I know. Seriously. 
Hey, you want a house? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Lord? Yeah, I'll just roam the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't until the Great Emancipation of 1861 that serfdom was abolished. So that's good, but that doesn't happen during our story. Throughout the entire process of the murders and the investigation, the people under Daria's control remained, for the most part, pretty tight-lipped about Daria's modus operandi. We huh. don't... Yeah, it's very, it's very weird. There's not, not a lot of recorded... Ish, uh, a lot of recorded um, history of exactly what she did that came out. At least not now. We don't know when the first victim was murdered, and we don't even know why. People speculate that it was triggered by an unfaithful lover. Daria had been dating a guy named Nikolay Yuchev, grandfather of future famous Russian poet Fyder Yuchev. It is unclear if they had an affair before Gleb died, but regardless, after his death, Nikolay dated Daria for a bit, but then left her for a younger woman. Ooh. Furious, Daria demanded her serfs burn Yuchev's house to the ground and sent assassins to kill them both. But the serfs just went ahead and told Nikolay and his bride about what she was planning to do. And they just fled to Moscow. <laughs> that is crazy because I guess that the job of the surf is like, it's like now, like if we're at home, we're just like, all right, well, I guess we'll just watch some TV and hang out. You want to watch a movie? Sure. Ring. Hey, it's the Lord. Listen, <laughs> I need you guys to go kill these people. Oh, okay. Like when you need it? Today? Yeah. Like when? Yesterday. Like, like now. <laughs> oh, we're in the middle of a movie. Yeah, but it's your job, dude. I'm your lord. Yeah. And you're like, honey, we gotta go. <laughs> that job sucks. What would be nice yeah. is if there was TV back then or something of a leisurely good time for them. Oh. But you know, it was like work on top of work. Like, hey, honey, we gotta go shovel this horse shit. Okay, yeah. let's go shovel this horse shit. And then the lord, a messenger of the Lord comes along and it's like, you, ye must go kill the you chefs. <laughs> like, we're already shoveling horse shit. Do it later. <laughs> Do it after you murder them. <laughs> I love how it's Russia and still he sounds like a, uh, like a, a <laughs> evil villain in Britain. <laughs> oh, you gotta kill him, you do. <laughs> Sorry, I make I make I make wrong choice. <laughs> yeah. Go go kill them. You are a little boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what also interested me, we'll and we'll see here, is that they were able to warn the um, you know, the, this this other royal family about the assassination, but it seems that like 138 women died in their little like kingdom or not kingdom but on on that estate right yeah so you would think that after a while you would just like if you even like birth a, a girl you're like i gotta go but you know i know it's russia it's imperialistic russia it's very hard every the land sucks everywhere but i don't know hide a couple of the girls maybe they did but there's no there's no record we know of so i'm assuming they they were just like didn't they probably took I some mean, girls away I mean, yeah they had, I, to. they had to were there cops back then 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I feel like people are kind of idiots. Like we're watching the this uh, show called The Alienist. My aunt and I, and uh, essentially right now the crime is like these boy boys who like prostitute themselves are being murdered, and they essentially know who's doing it, and they essentially know why he's doing it, but like nobody's stopping him. They're just like, come on, dude, just stop doing it. It's because he's from like a wealthy family. And so it's like, right. oh man, like they just found a body the last episode and the, the chief of police was later like, oh, we're going to have to put him somewhere. And it's like, yeah, jail, like <laughs> put him in jail. <laughs> I can like, stop putting young boys. <laughs> and it's just so weird to me that these people are like bending over backwards to to help this guy. So I imagine they're just like, are like, okay, like, let's just, you know, like, let's just make sure she doesn't kill this one. And then she kills the, that one. She goes, they go, ah, oh, what? You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like a madhouse. <laughs> they just yeah, keep giving birth to kids. Yeah. You, they keep rolling the dice and being like, oh, she needs a new chambermaid. Yeah. I guess you go. And she's like, well, I'll die. And they're like, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you won't. I, yeah. love okay. I love the idea that there are investigators in this time, but they just don't do anything. Like, oh, yeah. Like, just investigators that come in, they just find another dead, la- dead lady serving, and they're just like, damn, surf's up. Uh... <laughs> and then they pull out their, like, wooden glasses or whatever, they ha- wooden blinders, and they put them on their face, and they just walk out yep. in- into the ocean. Yeah. Just die. And we hear, yeah! CSI surfs. So as we mentioned, we know that she had a predilection for girls as the servant girls as young as 12 years old were subject to disappearing. Oh, man. Having no protection against their abusive master, the serfs could only talk about her to each other and in secret would call her derogatory nicknames and the one that became most popular was salty chica which is the only way i will refer to her from this point forward yeah also it's just <laughs> like you. it's like how that's how young those girls are yeah is that they're they're so young and they're being murdered and the most they can come up with is say she's a salty chica <laughs> <laughs> i mean I don't know what it translates to in Russian, but it, it's obviously a play off of her last name. Yeah. So, oh my it, god, she's such a salty chica guy. I know she's the saltiest. She's so salty. Like she, she keeps mur- she murdered my friend last night. What a salty bitch. It's salty. <laughs> it's a salty move. Somebody girls. needs to put that in water because it's so salty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be like a 12 year old girl's version of csi and then they would put on their their sunglasses and walk off to taylor swift yeah yeah <laughs> salty chica's reign of terror probably started i think um when she was a kid in terms of when it came to disregarding serfs as actual people but it is said that the murder streak began five years after her husband died. Really? She, yes. She was, I don't know, it took a while. She was said to be moody, 
and at a whim would throw anything available at her servants. It is said also that she put logs in every servant's room, not for fire, but to be able to beat them with it at her whim. A log? Uh, yeah. Like she would like put a log in the servant, in each servant girl's room to be able to pull it out and beat them with it. Jesus, man. Use a stick. No, not good. Enough. Ugh. She often beat her servants for what she thought was an offense or a mistake or she, when she thought that they didn't do a good enough job of cleaning the house. Oh, man. Many of these beatings resulted in death because she beat them with a log. Yes. <laughs> I've never known, I have never known somebody to be like, oh, she beat me with a log and boy, did that smart. <laughs> <laughs> It's always death, I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) Other accounts have her tying girls up naked and throwing them out into the middle of winter, like in the into the into the middle of the night during a Russian winter. And letting them die that way. The Russian winters are fucking Yeah. Once a priest was called to the house to read a woman her last rites. Upon arrival, he said that the woman was bloody, beaten, and her pregnant belly appeared to be trampled on. Another townsperson said that he once was walking by the house and he saw servants wheeling out the body of a woman and her body was completely flayed. Yeah. It was said she also drenched the women from head to toe in boiling water severed their ears with hot pokers, and whipped the servants until the bones on their back were exposed. Oh, my God. God! Yeah. So God knows what other horrible methods. Those are only some of the ones that were recorded, probably from eyewitness testimony. And you know there's, like, so much more, like, smaller catty shit that's not coming up. That's being recorded because those are the most, those are the most horrible things. There's got to be so much more. There just wasn't yeah. down. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that. I was going to be like, you know, she like would, would see a maid and go like, oh, you're wearing that today? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is what you get. <laughs> or like just would like jab a finger in their rib and just, you know. Oh. That would, that oh, that always I my brother used to do that to me all the time when I was that was like I would rather be stabbed in the chest than have a finger jabbed in my rib. That really you're you're comparing yes you're comparing getting stabbed in the chest to a finger in your rib. Yep. <laughs> I wonder how long you would last at her mansion. I think you. you oh. I don't think you would make it past the threshold. Before oh, you, you- <laughs> before you vocalize something, and then she immediately flayed your face. It wouldn't even be. It wouldn't even be the torture. It would be something as simple as like, I have to wear a dress. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like you would arrive. Like your dad would be like, here she is, your new chambermaid, oh. and drop you off. And you just step in. You'd be like, I think I have allergies. Yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> and she, she'd be like, follow me to the log room. <laughs> Do you have a cat? I'm really allergic to cats. Sorry, I can't come in. my dad would not drop me off my dad would open the car door and be like okay get out (laughs) i'm gonna do a slow roll (laughs) a slow roll (laughs) 
She never killed men. And it was found during the investigation that only three men had died in accidental circumstances. So I don't know, maybe they dropped the boiling water on themselves on accident when they were supposed to be bringing it to yeah. her for the other, for the women. Yeah. But I, I mean, I could see that because I mean, and also she didn't really kill like adult women either. She killed like young girls. She killed young so women. She, yeah. So she killed, she killed basically the only people that she could overpower, which were like 12 year old girls. But she did old starving girls. We can also assume like she probably beat them herself and stuff. But some of this stuff. The other servants would have had to help her do it. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah, Like one of those threat things where it's like, all right, you love your wife. If you, you know, you don't want her to get killed then you got to whip her. Yeah. And I'm going to sit here and have some lemonade. Yes. What a monster. That's another that's another. uh, uh con for me because i would get in there and she'd be like well you're very you're very annoying but maybe you can help me torture the girls and i'd be like uh i don't i don't pick things up no thank you i'm very weak i may look big <laughs> but i am very not strong and she'd be like to the to the death camps or whatever she, <laughs> to the death camp wherever oh, she brings <laughs> yeah Come into the room. Let me show you my logs. I don't know why I'm making her Swedish. (laughs) (laughs) But she did like to torture men by killing the women that they loved. You're you're right. One man, a serf named Ermole Ilian, who had appeared ungrateful to Salty Chica, was punished by having his wife killed. Mm. Then she killed his second wife. And then she killed his third. Like. Okay. Oh, wait, he wait, wait. he remarried three times after every after every death and she would kill the wife each time. Wow. Okay, first wife, shame on you. Second wife, all right, shame on you again. But third wife, that guy wanted that girl to die. Like he was marrying her because he wanted to watch her die. Oh no. There's no he knew what was coming down the pipe. He was he was not there's no way in hell he found that that was gonna Oh, maybe I marry her and we have happy life, even though every wife I've had has been killed by princess. <laughs> It'd be really funny that if like she's just pissing him off, he's like, Marry me. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> okay, I will and he's like, Good, good, good. I have to yeah. make I have to make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know we don't have fun, but I get on horse to call. Yeah, yeah, I get on horse. I get call. on horse. horse. I get the horse named phone call. I have to. I, it's make name a, I thought of. I have to make a horse call. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, he's just like, uh, let me, <laughs> let me introduce you, uh, princess. Let me introduce you to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to go. That was, that's the funniest thing I'm ever going to do. <laughs> because the abuse and trade of serfs, servants, and slaves was so commonplace, even when stories of her cruelty made it out to other noble families, they were completely ignored and even punished for complaining. Records showed that before her arrest, she had 21 official complaints against her already. It sounds like she's a cop. Like, there's like 50 complaints against her already. Nothing has happened. It wasn't until 1762 when Ermolay, 
and another man named Sakheli Martinov managed to escape the land and make it to St. Petersburg that she was about to be exposed. The stableman, Ermele, had written a petition to Catherine the Great, explaining that Saltichica had killed his three wives. Every time he remarried, she would find... She, sorry. What? <laughs> I just imagine that in the letter, he put that, he's like, every time I remarry, yeah. she finds a way to kill her. And I'm sick of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I know what you're thinking. Why do I keep marrying? Well, I can't. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. You know? (laughs) It is not my fault I am irresistible. (laughs) Ladies find me. They want to marry me. But she kills all the ladies. What am I supposed to do? Oh, my God. (laughs) Kid. Please help. (laughs) Empress of Russia, Catherine II, a.k.a. Catherine the Great, a.k.a. Kathy, (laughs) was at the time trying to play a fine line between pleasing the noble people of Russia and uplifting the peasants, while also making changes to the entire political and military landscape of Russia and embracing the ideologies of the Enlightenment period. She was busy. She had come into power in 1762, uh, that same year, actually, when they escaped. After her coup, after a coup plotted to overthrow her husband was successful. Under her, Russia expanded and became a world power. After hearing what the serf had to say, Catherine had Saltichika arrested and issued an investigation with her new Collegium of Justice Committee. They were a bunch of superheroes. It does. They didn't include the word committee. I I, I added that (laughs) because the investigation lasted six years. Oof! What? I know. I don't know why it took so long. Except that her serfs were still terrified of her, and probably were still were terrified of anybody in power. Mm -hmm. They don't know who Catherine is. Or the Collegium of Justice. So they probably stayed still pretty tight-lipped and didn't offer information freely about what the things that they witnessed and things that she had done. Yeah, that's not yeah. That's, that's lame. Yeah. They Also, I would say they probably... Like, like you were saying, surf abuse was pretty common. So they probably were like, well, how can we arrest her when... People are doing this all. I mean, I beat my serfs. So, you know, how are we oh, going to yeah. arrest her? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the rich, That's the rich superheroes of the Coliseum of Justice have their own serfs at home. So they're just yeah. like, well, I mean, you know, doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> Exposed bone on the back? It's not the knee. It's not the knee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Also, I mean, it might be kind of sexy, you know, who knows? Investigators collected evidence via eyewitness accounts and estate searches for 138 murders committed by the woman. Oh, well, that explains why it took six years. It was 138 murders. That's crazy. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Things did move a lot slower back then either way. At the trial in 1768, 
she was tried and convicted for 38 of them. Just 38? Wow. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, except they probably just couldn't find enough substantial evidence to include the other 100. Well, yeah, I imagine she's got all those other serfs working around the clock, destroying evidence. and. Well, she's been in jail for six years. Oh. Or, or maybe they were just like, let's just stop at 38. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have time... <laughs> for 138 there, there will be me in that jury who'd be like guys let's go to even 40 let's just make it fun huh let's go to even 40 <laughs> no doing, we're stopping at 38 they're doing all the cases they're just like we missed we missed lunch I don't want to miss dinner <laughs> yeah. let's wrap this up come on <laughs> yeah we found her guilty 38 times what more do you want from us there are beets that we could be eating <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. <laughs> Russians love their beets. They sure do. So she was found guilty for those 38, but the death penalty had been eradicated in Russia in 1754. Lame. So Catherine wasn't sure what to do. Besides, she didn't want to piss off the noble people because if she had, put, if she had tried to execute her, Saltichico was still a noble lady. Yeah. So it would have scared and pissed off the noble people and she had just gotten into power so she was trying to she was you know trying to play politics yeah so Catherine sentenced Salty Chica to life in prison at the Ivanovsky Covenant in Moscow a prison for ladies and people of noble blood so white collar prison her punishment was as such first Catherine ordered Salty Chica to be put on display in the town square with a sign that said, this woman has murdered and tortured. The townspeople were then able to come by and yell at her for an hour. This is... <laughs> Can they throw food and shit? No, they could only yell at her and, like, That's say so obscenities to her. That is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, That's because so you know weird. that the townspeople would have killed her themselves. They could have they just pulled the Jeffrey Epstein. They did a, a shame, shame nun from Game of Thrones thing, I guess, in, the, in a way. <laughs> but you can't spit and throw food. That's true. Ugh. After one hour of that, <laughs> Salty Chica was changed to a windowless wooden dungeon. A candle would be brought with her food and taken away with it, too. She was only allowed out of her dungeon to attend church services but only from a place where she could listen to the service, not actually go inside the church. So she lived in this darkness for 11 years. Good. That's what happens when you kill people. After that, she was transferred to a different part of the monastery into a cell with one window. For the rest of her life, she would just spit and try to jab passerbys with a stick. I have a feeling that this means that the window uh, of this part of the monastery faced um, was on the ground floor, probably, and faced people who, or faced the outside, so people could walk by and see her. Or like one of those ones where it's underground and the window is up top. Yeah, is yeah. up, up top, so like you can see people's feet, and she's like, yeah, yes, that's exactly what she did. And where she got a stick. Is beyond me. <laughs> I also like to think 
that during that time where people could come by and yell at her, somebody was yelling at her who wasn't good at cursing. And you're like, be mean. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, there you are. Look at you. You're just, you're just a big old, big old mean lady, aren't you? Yeah. Huh? Huh, I can yeah. you, but I can't. You really, yeah. You're really bad. <laughs> I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> hey, you know who's lame? You are. That's right. This is Russia. <laughs> Salty Chica was in confinement for 33 years. Before oh, she, wow. Yes. And then she died at the age of 71 on November 27th, 1801. She was buried next to her relatives in Donskoy Monastery, Nicopolis. I almost like the idea of someone who serial killed so many people to have a miserable life for such a long time. Yes. You know, absolutely yes. like live in, like, I mean, normally, I'm, I mean, part of me is like, well, they should have killed her. The other part of me is like, no, dude, that's cool. Live in darkness. Go yeah. insane. Yeah, exactly. I I think the same thing. Psychologists today clearly see that Salty Chica was suffering from mental illness, but from which or how many, we will never know. Her murders and their patterns puzzle historians and researchers. She doesn't fit any of the typical labels put upon female killers. Since most of them kill for financial gain, which she didn't, she didn't need to, there are other women killers who kill in a sexual fashion and are normally accompanied by a male compa- companion. She didn't have this, even though she did kill in a sexual fashion a lot of the time. Many other female killers come from working class families where abuse was commonplace. Also not the case for her. Even more baffling to modern analysis is that she did not seem to have any kind of breathing period between killings. Then again, I don't find this that weird because she didn't have to lay low. Like, it's not like modern serial killers where, you know, uh, people are actively looking for the body of somebody missing or anything like that, and there's, you know, more cops around. She didn't have to, like, take a break. Yeah. She just keep going. There were no reports of her sexually abusing any of her serfs, were there? I mean, that's kind of a a tricky question because there's no official reports anymore at all. And sexual abuse back then would not have been called sexual abuse. But because she often stripped the girls naked and and killed them in some like naked fashion or like even even considering because... Killing of a sexual nature does not necessarily mean like what you as literal as you think it is. Like flaying a naked body can be considered killing of a sexual nature. Right. Yeah. I mean, stripping them naked in itself is considered, you know, sexual. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, I th- I I I would be interested to see if she got sexual pleasure out of it, but I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Um, psychologist psychologist Shana Freeman believes that Saltakova suffered from antisocial personality disorder because she disregarded the vi- and violated the rights of others 
in many ways did not conform to social norms and demonstrated immense irritability and aggressiveness. And those are all textbook signs of it, which is a high probability. But again, I don't think that was the only mental illness she had. And maybe she was just, I mean, she obviously probably had this. But yeah, so yes, that is the story of Daria Saltikova, Saltichika, Saltichika, 18th century Russian blood countess. Wow. Out of all of the people that I've been privy to on this show, she seems to be one of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most horrible. Well, she has a big, uh, big count. Yeah. Big death count. So fuck you, Salty Chica. Yeah, Salty yeah. Chica. Bitch. Lame ass bitch. <laughs> Mark ass trick asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows that, like, you just, like, women, again, women are just as evil as men. Just give them, if you give them access. And, you know, the right person access to, to be able to, and power to be able to control, like, the, these awful things can happen, so. Mm-hmm-hmm. SMH. People are people, and they're all bad. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Support the Patreon if you can, or just keep listening because we love you, and we thank you, and we're so excited to bring you content every week, and we hope you have a good night.